Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to the Todd Coconato Show on this beautiful Sunday. Hope that you're having a blessed day so far. We have a lot to discuss on today's broadcast. We're going to get into these shootings. What do you think about these shootings? There's so many shootings. Why is there so many shootings? We're going to talk about that. And I'm also going to get into the devices of Satan, what he uses against the people of God and what we can do to fight against it. So I think these are two very important subject matters. We have plenty to discuss today. I want to welcome you to the broadcast. I hope that you had a good week. So, you know, these mass shootings, I mean, what do you think about them? They're, they're, they're highly suspect to me, highly suspect to me, uh, only because I've been on the ground several times. So I was in Vegas the day after the shooting. I was in San Bernardino the day after the shooting. I was in Texas after the shooting, and I was in Orlando after the shooting as an investigative journalist going and talking to people. Um, two of those times in Vegas, I just happened to be there. And also San Bernardino, I pastored in California. So, uh, you know, we just drove out there to see what was going on, how we could pray for people and things like that. But in Orlando, I mean, I was there, you know, and, and, and I've talked to the people afterwards, and it's almost always a different story than what you get from the mainstream corporate media. Isn't that interesting? It's almost always a different version than what they're reporting on. Now, I'm not suggesting that people didn't die. I know people died, and it's very tragic, and I have a huge heart for those that, you know, passed away and, um, you know, their families. I can only imagine the devastation. I'm a parent myself. We know that this is a tragedy regardless. But what I'm saying is there's, there's something fishy about the reporting and there's something fishy about the way these things are playing out. All of a sudden, we have one like every couple of days. Do you remember during the Trump era, we barely had any. And then now it's like, once again, boom, 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 boom. And of course, they have the gun legislation ready right there to roll out. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. And then you got, you know, Matthew McConaughey out there. I mean, he's an actor. The guy is an actor. And we have to understand that if they take away the guns, we're going to be slaves. I hope you guys understand that. And I don't know how more blunt I can be, okay? It's, it's, it's happened time and time again in other countries. In fact, I'm going to go through some of those countries where they took away the guns and then there was a genocide shortly after. Now, obviously, that's not the case in every situation. But in certain countries like the UK or Australia or Canada, we have seen. Let's, let's look at our friend Pastor Arthur Pulowski up there in Canada, what that guy's been going through. Uh, and now they're trying to take away more gun rights up in Canada. And Canada, you know, Canadians are, are hunters. And uh, they, they use guns for sport and uh, for many different activities. And now their rights are being infringed upon them. And so we have to understand this is the goal here in the United States. They want to disarm the public. They want to take away the guns because I believe in order for them to roll out the next phase of their tyrannical control agenda, uh, the tyranny that they would love to impose on us. Uh, all we got to do is listen to the World Economic Forum, listen to what Klaus Schwab has to say, listen to what some of these other guys have to say about what they would love to do, the population control, all the different things. And and then we just, you know, there's just something in my spirit. You know, I'm a pastor, okay? So I'm just speaking from, from a spiritual standpoint here. There's something uh, in my discernment that, that is not right about this. Do, do you feel that way too? Do you feel there's something more going on now, again, I'm not suggesting some conspiracy theory, but, you know, that term itself, the conspiracy theory term, that's actually a weaponized term that they use so that everybody will stick to the mainstream narrative. And I just think there's something very suspect, highly suspect, very fishy 
about the fact that all of a sudden we're seeing all these different shootings that are happening around the country. And and have you ever heard of MK Ultra? Now I'm going to go down a little rabbit hole here, but have you ever heard of MK Ultra? That was a mind control program that DARPA and the, and the CIA, the intelligence community used on certain people. This was years ago, years and years and years ago. And of course it's been declassified. It's not a conspiracy. It's true. It was a mind control program. Now let's think about how advanced that type of technology is today. It's probably much more fine-tuned. I'm sure there's a lot more different technology that have come out since that time period where MKUltra came out. And who knows what they're able to do? I mean, I've heard things like in the Gulf War from from soldiers that were in the Gulf War that told me they were using this voice-to-skull technology. Have you ever heard of that? Look it up, voice-to-skull technology. And they could actually put a voice inside somebody's head. (laughs) That's crazy, right? So imagine they can they can put a voice in your head and what they were doing in the Gulf War I guess is they were using this uh, to make the soldiers basically give up because they thought that Allah was talking to them. They thought that they were hearing from God. And so they basically um you know and I'm not saying that's the real God but I'm just saying that's what they were thinking in their head because of this voice to skull technology. And so these soldiers now this is just a story I can't confirm it but many people that are credible people have come forward and said, yes, this is what happened. And and they said that the people were literally, you know, just giving up surrendering because they're hearing this voice in their head. Now, imagine that was even a couple of years back. Imagine what they're able to do now. So I just, I'm not saying, I mean, we can look at all different t- sides of this. I mean, obviously we're being pumped, uh, you know, by violent movies and video games and television shows nonstop. Uh, a lot of these kids are on certain medications uh, you know, that are that are psychotropic medications and, and those have side effects. Uh, you know, we've taken God out of everything in our society. I mean, it, you know, the schools, prayers out of the schools, you know, everything is woke now. And, you know, so there's all these different factors. So even if we just look at it from a very sober mind and just say the video games, the television shows, the movies, you know, the psychotropic medications, the fact that they stopped sane asylums, you know, they're, they're basically non-existent at this point. Um, a lot of people are not getting the mental health care that they need. And there's probably more people mentally ill than we've ever seen in our country before from a bunch of different factors uh, that has contributed to that. And so here we are. And of course, to me, uh, you can't fix a spiritual problem with a chemical solution. So, you know, they're always trying to give you some new psychotropic drug. I mean, I know people that are on three, four, five different medications just to try to make their mind right. And I think that's dangerous. Personally, I'm not a doctor and I'm not giving medical advice, but I think it's dangerous when you mess with the human body and the way that the chemical balance is. And all of a sudden, you know, as a human being, you're trying to fix what God put together, which he, he didn't make a mistake in my, in my opinion. And so anyway, I just think this is a lot of different factors. Um, so it could be something that's far out there. Uh, like like a mind control operation, some type of thing like that, or it may just be, uh, you know, which is equally concerning, uh, all the different psychotropic medications, all the different uh, underlying factors that are basically causing a lot of our young people to have serious mental illness, uh, which is a spiritual problem, in my opinion. Again, in my humble opinion as a pastor, I think this is a spiritual matter, and this is because we've taken God out of curriculum, God out of schools, uh, a lot of people are now, you know, watching all these different television shows and Netflix series. And I mean, have you been on there lately? Have you looked? I don't go on there anymore. 
I know a lot of you probably canceled it as well. Um, but, you know, just think about, I mean, these shows, Lucifer. I mean, it's right in our face. They don't even hide it anymore. It's right in our face. So um, they're very overt. Uh, what they used to do uh, more covertly now is just totally in our face. Uh, a lot of these shows are absolutely demonic. They're wicked. I mean, I have a real hard time finding something that I actually like to watch on television. I really don't watch much television these days. I'm, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm I'm much more busy doing other things, listening to podcasts and, and truth tellers and researching and, of course, spending time in prayer for our country in the war room um, and interceding in the courts of heaven because I think that it's high time that we do this and I think we all need to be doing it. But let me just read a couple of countries that have taken away the guns just so that, you know, if you're on the fence about this, you know, we got to think about this. When they took away the alcohol, who still had the alcohol? The criminals? The criminals had the alcohol and you know, so the people didn't have the alcohol, but the criminals had the alcohol. And then they sold it and they had speakeasies and, you know, underground clubs and things like that. So they got around it. And I think the same thing would happen if they ultimately were able to achieve their goal and take away the guns. And we know that's their long-term agenda and they're pushing it. Uh, you know, basically what would happen would be the law enforcement and military would have guns. And then also the criminals would have guns and the law-abiding citizens like you and I we would not have weapons. And I always tell my family, you know, I've been in situations like in Los Angeles uh, where, you know, there was a societal breakdown during the riots and the police could not respond because they were inundated. And what happened? You know, you had to defend your own property because uh, there was people that were looting and rioting and um, it was pretty much a citywide occurrence. I mean, this is going back after uh, Reginald Denny and you remember the situation with the LA riots. I mean, this is quite a few years back, but I was there and I remember when there was a societal breakdown. I also recall during the earthquake in 94, I think it was, um, when the first responders were inundated and they just couldn't respond. So you got to realize there are certain situations where that happens and um, very, very scary. So I think Americans need to be armed. We can't give up our rights We've got to make sure that we understand how important the Second Amendment is. I understand it's very sad and very egregious when we see, you know, people dying and, and the things that are happening. But we got to remember, uh, you know, if a car runs into a crowd, is it the car's fault or is it um, the person driving it? And of course, it's the person driving it. So um, these are the types of things that we got to address. We got to address the real issue head on and not um, sit here and blame the gun. The gun didn't shoot itself, you know what I'm saying? So anyway, I just think that these things are things that we need to talk about in the Christian community, and we can't capitulate, we can't cave, we can't back down. And so we'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconado Show. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I want to give each and every one of you one last chance to get my original My Slippers. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get your very own My Slippers for only $49.98. That's $90 off and the biggest savings ever. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you won't find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Not only that, they come with an indoor outdoor sole so you can wear them anytime, anywhere. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. And now you can get them for the best savings ever. Only $49.98. Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own My Slippers for only $49.98. That's $90 off. We have extremely low quantities and once they're gone, they're gone. So order now. 
Use the promo code REMNANT, promo code REMNANT, R-E-M-N-A-N-T, or you can use R-M-N-T, and you can get the deal that Mike was just talking about. Woo! Somebody knows what that intro is. How many remember our buddy Rush Limbaugh? You remember him? What an amazing man. You want to remember his work. He's such a, a forerunner in this radio world. And uh, we just appreciate him and all the work that he did to fight for our country because we need to fight for this country, ladies and gentlemen. We are in such a pivotal crossroads period, and I know many of you feel overwhelmed. And so we're going to get into, uh, in the next segment, Pastor Lorraine Coconado. She's going to be on here. She's an evangelist. Uh, She's been preaching for probably 40 years or more. And by the way, she's my mother, <laughs> so uh, I don't often have her on. In fact, um, I do a lot of different radio shows, podcasts, different things like that, but I haven't had her on in a long time, and I thought, you know what, let's get her on because she's been taking a stand, and she gets this whole thing. She gets the thing with the deep state. She understands the spiritual battle that we're in. She understands the situation with gun control. So anyway, we're going to have her on in just a minute, uh, but, but before we do that, I want to talk about the gun control thing because I told you I'd talk about this some more. And I just, I want everybody, because I know the younger people that listen to this, you may not be getting uh, good information on this subject matter, and there's a lot of pressure uh, if you watch certain celebrities and, and, and influencers, and you know they're all kind of beating to the same drum. We got to get rid of the guns. We got to get rid of the guns. So I want you to understand what happens. See, we always look at history, because history, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun, and history tends to repeat itself, but what the problem is is that a lot of people don't take note or they don't you know, research. So there's that saying, you know, a smart man learns from his own mistakes, a wise man learns from others' mistakes. So if you learn from your own mistakes, that's a good thing. If you learn from others' mistakes, that's even better and even wiser because then you don't have to go through that situation yourself. Hmm, that's good, right? So we, we want to try to avoid these things. In America, like Reagan used to say, and I agree, is the, you know, the shining city on the hill You know, if America goes down, the rest of the world goes down because then there's a vacuum. And what happens is uh, the next superpower, which would be China and, you know, Russia, too. But China would really fill in the gap. They would they would fill in that vacuum. And we know that China is communist. They don't have our constitution. And so, you know, Israel was chosen by God. America chose God. And America made a covenant with God. And I believe that we're at this pivotal crossroads moment here where we have to make a decision what direction this country is going to go. Are we going to go back to our roots? Are we going to go back to serving God as a nation? Are we going to be a God-fearing nation, uh, you know, in God we trust? Or are we going to be a, a nation like Sodom and Gomorrah, basically, where we're going to be destroyed? And I believe that this is that moment of decision right now, and it's really up to the church. The spotlight is on the church. What is the church going to do? Are we going to stand in the gap? Are we going to repent? Are we going to call upon the name of the Lord? And so, anyway, let me read a little bit about the gun confiscations that have happened around the world over the years, and you can go ahead and fact check this if you want, Um, but in 1911, uh, Turkey took guns away, at least they were restricted, and as a result, um, there was about one and a half million Armenians that were unable to defend themselves, and they were ethnically cleansed by the government. Do you remember that, the Armenian genocide? That was in 1911. In 1929, the former Soviet Union established gun control, and as a result, Stalin's government was able to kill millions of Soviet citizens, millions. Um, Hitler in Nazi Germany established his own version of gun control in 1938, where millions of Jews, gypsies, homosexuals, mentally ill, disabled, 
And eventually, even some of his own guys uh, who worked for the government were killed uh, as soon as the guns were gone. 1935, communist China established gun control and 50 million political dissidents were arrested and many, many, many millions were killed. In 1964 to 1981, Guatemala established gun control and about 100,000 people were killed. In 1970, Uganda established gun control and and uh, from 1970 to 1979, there's an estimated around 300,000 Christians that were killed by that dictatorial government. In 1975 to 1977 in Cambodia, gun constriction laws, uh, excuse me, gun restriction laws prevented people from defending themselves against the tyrannical government who arrested and killed, again, up to a million people. These are millions and millions of people, ladies and gentlemen. 1994, Rwanda disarmed the Tutsis. I remember this. And being unable to defend themselves, again, about a million people were executed. This could be around 70 million people, just what I read, that died due to gun control laws. Now, just from a wisdom standpoint, hearing that, what is going through your mind? Because there's a lot of people that are just so willing to give up our rights. They're just so willing. They just say, here, take it, take it. And I'm just sitting here perplexed, like, have you not looked at history? Do you not understand what happens when the guns are taken away? Because we're going to lose our freedoms, ladies and gentlemen. And I don't, I don't, I'm not here to put fear into you. I, I do believe that God protects us. But we got to remember, even the Apostle Paul was killed. So, you know, we could be martyrs for the kingdom and we're still going to rule and reign, uh, you know, in eternity with Jesus Christ. But, you know, people do die that are Christians. So I'm not saying that God won't protect us, but uh, just from a historical standpoint, looking at some of the apostles and looking at some of the, the, the people that were with Jesus, they were murdered. Now, they're in heaven, and so it's not something that we fear, but we just got to remember, you know, because there's a lot of people that will say, well, God's in control, and that's going to happen. I think that's a cop-out. Uh, God is in control, but he also responds to the prayers of the righteous. He also, you know, if you recall, Nineveh was spared. Why? Because the people repented. Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Why? Because they were living a lifestyle of abomination, a lifestyle of sin and unrepentant people, and they were destroyed. So you got to recall, there's, there's, we have biblical reference. And I know we're in the New Covenant. Many people say we're in the New Covenant, and that's not going to happen. But the thing is, is that God, Jesus Christ, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word remains the same. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the word. And we've got to remember that, um, you know, God still gets angry, friends. If we're, if we're in sin, he, he doesn't hate us, he loves us, but he hates the sin. And there is the law, there's the scripture, and, and we have to abide by the scripture. What does the Bible say? A little leaven leavens the whole lump. It also says that if you're like the church of Laodicea, you're going to get spit out. That's the lukewarm church. Spit out! Think about that, spit out. And how many people are, are compromised right now that you can think of? I mean, people that are calling themselves pastors that are marrying homosexual couples, couples, you know, that are pushing this whole LGBTQ agenda. I mean, there's just a lot, there's a lot. And, and, and they're trying to call uh, pastors that preach from a biblical standpoint, literally just doctrinal Christianity, uh, purveyors of hate. And that's the direction that this thing is going. We're, we're eventually biblical Christianity. In fact, there's already some of this happening. Biblical Christianity is going to be called hate, at least elements of our doctrine, where you're not going to be able to preach 
certain parts of the doctrine. I talked a little bit about this last week. So there should be an urgency. There should be a concern. It's high time. We understand the significance of the hour that we're in. And I really, I understand that, you know, you guys want to love everybody. Of course, we're, we're to love thy neighbor. And, and again, we love the person, we hate the sin. And by the way, I didn't write the Bible. So I think it's very important that we understand our rights, our freedoms, the Constitution, what the Word of God actually says. The Bible says, study yourself to be approved before man. I also just want to end my thought on the guns. I really would be um, understanding from the Holy Spirit. We got we to gotta get the, the divine understanding from the Holy Spirit and say, God, what do you say on this subject matter? Because I know that the devil is really crafty. He's really good at making certain things sound really good. And that's what he does is he's a, he perverts the truth. He's a liar. The devil is a liar. And so we've got to understand he's still up to his same tricks. And, um, you know, we got we to gotta make sure we're not deceived. We got to walk in discernment. We got to walk in wisdom. So we'll be back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about the devices of the enemy. I'm so thankful for your support of TCM. That's Todd Coconado Ministries. We are out there spreading the good news of Jesus Christ in the highways and the byways. We're going all over the country. We're baptizing people. We're getting people delivered, set free, healed. We believe we're on the cusp of the greatest move of God in the history of this nation. We believe that the only way to return to this nation back to what the founders intended and even better is to return to Jesus Christ to repent and to be a Nineveh and not a Sodom and Gomorrah. We believe the best is yet to come. We believe there's one more round that God is not done, but it is high time for the church to stand up, to rise up, and to be the body of Christ, to be the ecclesia, to be the head and not the tail. And so we're standing on the promise of God, which is yes and amen, hope in a future. We believe it's the anointing that breaks the yoke, and we're here to occupy until he comes. If you agree with the mission of TCM and you can help this broadcast, we are fully listener supported, and we need your help. Please go to toddcoconado.com slash give. That's toddcoconado.com slash give and help us fund the operation. And remember, we are the remnant. This is a war on the children. They give you the cure with the sickness. This is a war on tradition. This is a war on religion. All right, everybody, Pastor Todd Coconato, it is a war. We are in the war. We've got to know how to fight the war. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty in the spirit of the Lord for pulling down strongholds. And so we've got to know how to pull down the stronghold. So right now we got on the phone, we have somebody who is near and dear to me, my mother, but she's also an evangelist. And so I think she's somebody who's highly qualified to speak to this matter. She's been preaching for years. Her name is Pastor Lorraine Coconado, and we're going to welcome her to the show right now. Pastor Lorraine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. All right. Well, I'm glad that you're on the show. We are live right now, and we are going to talk about uh, an important subject matter that I think you know about, and it's the devices that Satan uses. Sorry, I was getting another call there. A device that Satan uses against the saints of God. So when I say that to you, the devices that Satan uses, what are the first things that come to your mind, Pastor Lorraine? Well, there are multiple devices that the enemy uses. He'll use things like shame, like anger, like regret. They're schemes. They're schemes and plans of the enemy that he devises to try to destroy the saints of God. Right. 
So let's let's break down shame. There's a lot of people dealing with shame right now. Some people that are listening, maybe they had an abortion, maybe they've been through a divorce. Uh, they've been shamed by fellow Christians. They've been shamed in their churches. Some of them don't go to church anymore because they've been so shamed there. What would you say to those people? I would say to them that in Christ Jesus, our precious Lord and Savior, we are washed from shame. We are washed. All the sins of shame and death and destruction and brokenness and sin are cleansed because of the shed blood of the Lamb of God. And yes, people will fail us. People will accuse us. Even people that we might have walked with for a season in Christ, those people may come against us. But our God is greater than that. And these are these are tools the enemy uses to trip us up. But I believe they're also avenues that God uses to bring us to wholeness in him so that we can love even those that are our enemies. Right. There's people that have been through a divorce because their spouse was abusive and they were in an abusive relationship and they got out of the marriage because they were literally being physically hit and things like that. And then people went to their church and their pastor and their pastor said, you had to stay with him. You shouldn't have got a divorce. What do you say to people like that? Because there's so many in our audience that wrote me about this subject that said that they were in an abusive relationship. They got out and they got shamed in the body of Christ. What, what does someone do in that situation? Well, that's a horribly unfortunate situation. It's very commonplace. And I want to stand in the gap and repent to anybody who's been through that, that that was never meant to happen to you. God will never shame you. It's people that do that in their own brokenness and their own wrong thinking and wrongdoing. But what I would say is we need to still love our brothers and sisters in Christ, even though we're all in a progression in our healing process. Every one of us is broken. Every one of us has dysfunctional family members. Every one of us has a past. And when you're in a situation with a marriage like that, where you're being abused, you need to separate yourself from that abuser. You need to get away from that person. And there are times that you will need to just break that marriage covenant. Now, let me be really clear about this. That is a spiritual form of adultery even though it may not be physical adultery, though it might be a person that's abusing might be in adultery, but there are so many forms of adultery and that's a form of adultery because that man has broken covenant with God and his wife when he abuses her. He is not standing in Christ and there's, a, there's license to leave the relationship. Amen. I agree with that. And what about, there's another, uh, something that's really pervasive in the body of Christ, and that isn't a device. It's a, it is a device that the enemy's using. It's pornography. Uh, it's, it's affecting marriages. It's affecting relationships. Uh, it actually has an effect on the brain that's similar to drug addiction. It's really wild when you look at the, uh, brain activity uh, of somebody that's addicted to porn. There's a lot of people, Pastor Lorraine, that are addicted to pornography, even people that are probably listening to this broadcast. Uh, what say you on that subject matter? How can somebody get delivered of that? Well, the first thing is always to confess, to admit you've got the problem. If you don't admit you have the problem, then really you're not willing to align with the righteousness of God, with the Holy Spirit. So the first, number one, is confess, I've got this problem. I want to be set free. It is sin. Being addicted to anything is sin. There's always addiction behind every sin because we perpetually were repeat offenders. So someone who's in pornography 
will have a very difficult time to have a godly relationship with their spouse. They will always be, those images will replay in their brain, in their mind. It contaminates their entire body. It contaminates their walk with God. And it violates the word of God because you're basically agreeing with harlotry, which is against the word of God, the sin of harlotry, which means that you're not loving the Lord, your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. You're married to that sin of harlotry or prostitution or adultery. Amen. No, you're right about that. hundred uh, percent. Very good counsel there. And then there's another device the enemy is using. I call it the fake news media, the modern day prophets of Baal. But there's a lot of Christians that are listening to MSDNC. They're listening to CNN. They're listening to these um, propaganda outlets uh, that are owned 90% by six corporations. These are the same corporations that are pushing the woke agenda. Uh, but yet a lot of people uh, are not understanding that, that that's what they're listening to. What would you say to the Christians? Because the Bible talks about coming out from among them. What would you say to the Christians on that one? Well, we really need sharp discernment in this hour. It's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12. And if we're sitting and listening to garbage, literal lies and deception, we will eventually be persuaded to believe them. It's, it's, when we teach the Bible, we repetitively teach the Bible. That's the way we're created by God. When we teach the scripture, people learn. It takes time. Well, it's the same way with the, the kingdom of darkness. They use the same techniques we do, only they convolute it and they do it in an evil perspective. So if you continue to listen to things that are lies and deceptions and perversions, then you're basically going to become a slave to it. And that's unfortunate because much of the body of Christ is deceived right now. They have really no understanding of what's transpired over the last few years and even beyond that. And it's, it's very disconcerting to see that happening. It brings division between leaders, between denominations, between churches, between territories, and within the nation. Amen. You talked about division, and there's a lot of division. A lot of people are out there, you know, spewing all this uh, garbage and hate. And, and I'm not talking about hate from the woke woke side of the media that talk about hate speech i'm talking about literally angry people that are infighting in the body of christ and accusing each other of all these different things publicly and the world is watching this and this really grieves my heart you know there's a protocol that a lot of people forget about where you're supposed to go to the person first then you're supposed to bring the elders then you're supposed to go to the church and then you can go public if the lord gives you that unction but we're seeing a lot of people just slandering online calling people out what do you say about that pastor lorraine uh, that is completely out of order. <laughs> we don't slander a brother or sister in Christ publicly ever. We don't do that because this is what the scripture says. It says, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. So this is Galatians 6, 1. So one of the challenges is, is if people are doing that, and there are people doing that, I've seen that myself, they're doing it because they're insecure. They're not confident in who God's called them to be. And oftentimes they're doing it because they're jealous. It's a one-upmanship, and that should not be happening in the body of Christ. If we have a problem with anyone, we go to that person privately. First of all, we pray. 
we ask the Lord to bring healing to whatever's going on in that person's life and to help that person get set free. Now, if that person has a problem with us, it's the same thing. We want to pray. We want to spend time in the presence of God. And then we go to that individual and hopefully there's a healing or a reconciliation. But I will tell you one thing. I've never seen gossip. I've never seen public accusation or anything of that that um, pathway ever bring healing to anyone, anyone. People will be more offended. It will cause more schisms, more contention in the body of Christ. And it will just do exactly what the enemy wants, divide and conquer the church. Absolutely. Another uh, device of Satan is offense. A lot of people are walking around just looking what they can be offended at. And, you know, this pastor did that. He didn't say hi to me on Sunday. He didn't return my email within 24 hours. Um, There's just a lot of offense out there between believers. And unfortunately, it's causing a lot of issues. What say you on offense? (laughs) Well, I think it's very funny the way you said it, though. I'm not laughing at offense. The the thing is, is the church needs to grow up. We need to mature into men and women of God that know who we are in Christ, have an identity based on the word of God. And so if someone offends us, what do we do? What does the Bible say? Forgive them. Forgive them. Don't carry it. Don't harbor it. Don't tell other people about it. Don't run around telling everyone, do you know that Pastor so-and-so didn't even look at me when I tried to wave at him or her, whatever it might be. You know, these things are, are the little foxes that spoil the vine. And so we don't want to be easily offended. We want to be people that when we hear something, we know it's wrong. And we take that to the Lord in prayer and we ask him to give us revelation and direction How do I deal with this, Lord? I want to deal with this in a biblical matter. I don't want to bring offense to the offender. I want to bring healing to the offender. So we have to be wise and we have to grow up. I I always tell people we got to get off the pacifier. We got to get on the meat. You know, we've got to get away from everybody saying, oh, my pastor's not feeding me. My church is not feeding me. You need to feed yourself. And we all need to be in fellowship, absolutely. But you need to feed yourself. If you're not feeding yourself, you're going to be an anorexic believer and you're going to be somebody who's always weak in your walk with God. That's right. And, you know, you're very astute as to the things going on in the world right now, Pastor Lorraine. You see the challenges that we have in our nation and in our world. Uh, You see the deep state. You understand all that stuff that's going on, which, of course, is a spiritual battle. And one of the devices that the enemy is using in this uh, is to keep us feeling like we're so beat down. You know, a lot of saints are weary and, and they just are, you know, they're feeling like God is not answering our prayers. And so people are walking around with their heads down. They feel like, you know, the prayers aren't being answered. Uh, how do you deal with that when you feel that? How do we build ourselves up? I think it's the Apostle Paul that said he encourages himself in Christ. How do you encourage yourself in Christ? <laughs> well, one of the ways that I encourage myself is over the years, the Lord has given me life verses to live on. One specific verse is Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So what I have to do at times is rein myself back in from a hazardous situation or a bad report or something involving the world the world events, the the national events, even the body of Christ events or personal events. I have to rein myself back. So 
I not only encourage myself by saying, Lord, I know you love me. I know you have a good plan for me, a hope in the future, as, as Jeremiah 29 says. And I want to remain in peace with God, in shalom, which means the absence of chaos. I want to remain in shalom with God, and I want to be a peacemaker. I want to be someone that helps bring reconciliation. Now, that can happen even with government. Pastor Lorraine, hold on one second. got to go to a break. We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. More with Pastor Lorraine when we get right back. telling you i've been all over the country this last year and we've seen people getting baptized in the beaches in california we've seen people getting baptized in the beaches in oregon we've seen people getting baptized in south carolina in florida in north carolina in virginia beach i'm telling you friends it's happening all over the nation people are hungrier than i've ever seen in all the years of ministry I believe we're on the cusp of the greatest move of God in the history of the world before the Lord returns. And I know there's a lot of doom and gloom and there's a lot of propaganda and deception and all different types of infighting and things that are happening out there, but there's also hope and that hope is found in Jesus Christ. And we are seeing salvation after salvation, lines longer than we can even explain. I mean, literally all around the block, it's amazing what God is doing. And we need your help because you are the fuel that helps this ministry go out and do these very important things because we believe the answer for America is Jesus Christ. The only way that we can see this nation restored, healed, and and actually in a better place than it is now is if we return to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He is the author and the finisher of our story. You know, Israel uh, was chose by God, but America chose God. We made a covenant with God. And so if you love this nation, and, and you want to know how you can help, we are out there every single day. I'm telling you, we're working 18-hour days some days. No joke, I'm telling you. Barely even sleeping. But, you know, we do get rest on Saturday. So for those of you who say, Pastor Todd, you got to have rest. We do rest on Saturday. Uh, we got the Sunday service. It is going out on, on Stu Peters Network. It's going out bright on TV. I'm telling you, this thing is, is just God is moving, and it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. So if you can help us out, Go to ToddCoconato.com, ToddCoconato.com slash give and help fuel this ministry so that we can do more in this next season in Jesus' name because we believe that God is not done with America. Thank you for listening. You are the remnant. All right, everybody. Pastor Todd Coconato, we're back with the fourth segment of the show. we got about a 10-minute segment here. I want to finish up with Pastor Lorraine. I think uh, this is helping a lot of people. At least I hope it is. We're talking about the devices of Satan. Some of the things that he uses to discourage us, to lie to us, to confuse us, to wear us down. Let me read a scripture real quick, Pastor Ryan, then I'm going to get back to you. It says in Ephesians 6.10, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his strength and might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against powers, against the forces of darkness in this present hour, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to resist in that evil day and having done everything to stand firm, stand. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet in the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all taking up the shield of faith, which with you, you will be able to extinguish all of the flaming missiles of the enemy and and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, 
which is the word of God. All right, kind of botched that a little bit, but I think you got the overall gist of it. Pass the rain when you put on the armor of God. You got your feet shot in the preparation of peace. You got your shield of faith. You got your breastplate of righteousness. You got your sword of the spirit. Uh, do you actually do that every day? <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm confessing that I don't. I believe I walk in that all the time. And when you're immersed in Christ, now this is one of the biggest challenges, Pastor Todd, is that a lot of people come into the body of Christ. They say what people call a sinner's prayer, even though those are not in the Bible. We just need to open our heart to Jesus. So there's no real recipe for a sinner's prayer. We say a prayer. And then where do we go from there? What I believe is lacking is that the churches that have people that are elders are to take these people under their wing. And these people are to be trained in the word of God, trained how to fight, how to pray, how to, how to stand in the gap for others, how to walk with God, the daily routine of walking with God. Some of the most simplistic things in our lives, we need to learn from the word of God because we're doing things the wrong way. So what I feel is lacking and the reason that people aren't walking in the armor of God, because it's, it's what we do. It's who we are. It says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Well, how do we do that? We spiritually put that armor on. And that armor should be on us at all times, 24-7. But how do we do that? I've done a series on this, which I probably will replicate in the near future, because I took piece by piece each part of the armor and explained it. So when you're walking in Christ, you are doing this. You are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. When you're veering off and chasing after a rabbit trail, you're you're off the, the straight and narrow path that leads unto life, and you need to be brought back in and restored and taught. We need to teach each other. I need to have people teach me. I learn from you. I listen to your podcast. I listen to your preaching. I learn from other pastors and leaders. We need to be teachable and available. And I believe the Holy Spirit is upon us and within us when we are. Amen. Device of the enemy being um, alone, being, being disconnected from the body of Christ. And I think the devil loves to do this. He wants to isolate us. And the Bible uh, talks about not forsaking the assembling of the brethren. Why do we assemble, Pastor Lorraine? What is the purpose? And why did the devil in the lockdowns, why did he try to stop the church from assembling? Well, we need to look at the church as the army of the Lord. Why do armies assemble? Armies get together and they learn strategies and techniques and ways to overcome. We need to do the same thing. We're God's army. He is our commander-in-chief, and we need to heed his voice. We need to learn to hear his voice, which is another issue that is lacking in most Christians, is they're not hearing the voice of the Lord. If you're not hearing the voice of the Lord, how do you obey him? You obey him through the word of God until the Lord shows you that he is speaking to you. So we must unite together. We must come together. Why did the enemy shut down the church? Because the enemy hates the name of Jesus Christ. The name of Jesus is the name above all names. It's the name that heals and sets the captives free. There's no other name under earth whereby man may be saved. And because of that, the enemy, he, he did this for a long season. By the way, none of these plans happened overnight. These were long time strategies of the people that are in the camp of the evil one. 
and they've been planning these things for years, and they had the plan to shut down the church, to shut down the voice of people that were shofars for God, speaking for God, and they even pulled a stone thing. Are you kidding me? We weren't, we weren't allowed to sing. Well, we sang. We sang and we praised God. So that is the strategy of the enemy, shut down the voice of the Lord. Sure, and there's fear. A lot of people walk around in fear. You know, they got the masks on. Some people have double masks, triple masks, and they got, you know, the jab. And, you know, uh, somebody got the jab that's listening to this broadcast. Uh, how do they pray? You know, now they're concerned. They're having some serious concerns. They're seeing certain people having uh, side effects and different things coming up about the jab. I know there's a lot of listeners. Now, most listeners didn't get it, but some people did. For those that did, what would you say? How do they pray? What do they do? Well, one of the things that I've prayed for people that have gotten it, I've prayed that the Lord would cleanse their bodies of all ill effects of the vaccine, of the shot. and. We, as people of God, we can pray anything the Holy Spirit gives us to pray and believe and stand in the gap, believing that God is going to act. And I have seen people, I know people, you know people that personally have taken it and have had some immediate effects that were very detrimental. But the Lord turned it around with prayer because prayer cleanses us. Prayer heals us. Prayer sets us free from the schemes and devices of the enemy. This is why God loves us to pray and the enemy hates us to pray. So we can pray that anything that is within those, um, we, people call them killer shots or whatever you want to call them, what, whatever's in there, whatever is meant for evil, that God would turn it around for good and cleanse every organ in the body of all ill effects, all potential sickness and disease, we break the power of it right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You know, as we're listening to this, the people are, are hearing these different things that you're talking about, and some people are saying, you know, that's me. I, I went through a divorce, and I've been shamed. You know, uh, other people are dealing with words that have been spoken over them, over their life. You know, you're never going to win. You're always going to be fat. You're never going to succeed. You're never going to make it. You know, this, that, just horrible declarations that have been declared in words. And the Bible says life and death are in the power of the tongue. And they've carried these words. I see this in the ministry all the time where people carry the word, maybe their father or somebody key in their life, and they held on to those words. And the Bible says, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Uh, for the next two minutes or so, Pastor, would you just uh, pray for those that are dealing with these things, words, discouragement, weariness? Uh, will you say a prayer for them? Absolutely. Well, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you so much that Romans 8, 1 says, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We are in you, we are for you, and we are with you. And even greater, you are with us. Greater are you that is in us than he that is in the world. So, Father God, I pray that any bondage, any stronghold, any evil pursuit, any accusation of hell, I pray, Father God, that the words of others will not own us will not have any legal jurisdiction in our minds and our hearts and our spirits. Lord, that you will cause us to rise up out of the ashes in this hour, Lord, that we will put on a garment of praise. And when we hear such declarations of evil, 
Lord, that we will no longer consume them or digest them. Instead, we will cast them down to the ground, down to the pit of hell where they belong, and they will hold no weight in our lives. Lord, thank you that you are the one that leads us. You go before us. You prepare the way. You're our rear guard. Thank you, Father God, that you would cocoon those that are listening right now in your holy presence, Lord. You would surround them with a garment of joy and peace and deliverance and healing and hope and restored and renewed faith in you, Jesus, because you are always with them and always for them, Father God. And I pray that they would release their captors Anyone that has spoken against them, anyone that has incarcerated them spiritually by their words, actions, or deeds, I pray they would release them, forgive them, and be totally free in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Pastor Lorraine, thank you so much. What a powerful prayer. You can find Pastor Lorraine on Facebook. She's got a Facebook page. She's got a Rumble channel. She's also my mom. We want to thank you so much for being on the broadcast, Pastor Lorraine. And thank you to the Ellis's and Real Talk Radio. This is an awesome experience to be able to share the truth and not be censored. And we're thankful for people that are standing up, that are rising up. Please help Real Talk Radio help this broadcast. You can go to toddcoconado.com slash give if you want to help the ministry here. We definitely need your help. And we'll be back next week. This is the Todd Coconado Show. God bless you. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, if you need prayer or you need some help, go ahead and message me on our website, pastortodd.org. Just go to pastortodd.org and we will have somebody reach out to you. I just want you to know we love you. We bless you. Thank you for supporting this ministry. Thank you for listening. Make sure you share the link so that more people can hear the broadcast. We are highly censored and I'm just appreciative to this remnant community. You guys are a blessing. And we love you. And we're praying for you. Have a great week. And we'll see you soon. God bless.